is The Great Equalizer, a parenting podcast about the realities of being a mom or dad in modern Josie. We are your hosts, Sam and Charlene, and we believe we're all rocking the same kind of crazy. So let's get real, let's get honest, and let's have a laugh about the ups and downs of our current upside down. Hashtag no judges. This week on The Great Equalizer, Sam feels a little lonely. Charlene is not alone enough. And we get to know each other a bit better. Plus, we chat to our fave dad, blogger, vlogger, and podcaster, Afro Daddy. Hello. And we're still estranged. Indeed, we are. It's a funny feeling. It is. It's very weird. I think part of what I'm dealing with is also not my weekly and like, it's like therapy session. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, painting to you. Look, I'm going to get this out and then I'm going to establish some ground rules for this episode. And first, okay. firstly, it's that I was saying to a friend tonight, and that's pretty much all I have to say on the matter, is that nothing is as it should be. Yeah, it's quite upside down. It's just not in place. Yeah. So it's it's just a bit, it's like we're in another kind of upside down now, right? Mm. Yeah, it's literally like those first few weeks of having a newborn where you're just like, I'm literally in uncharted territory here. I can ask my mom or my mother-in-law, but they did this like so many years ago. They either A, don't remember or B, what they do remember is not relevant anymore. Yeah. So you don't really have anyone to ask. Yeah. Okay, so before you say anything else, um, like I said, there are some ground rules for this episode. Yeah. And that's that we are um, hopping on a jet plane, Charlene, and making a swift departure from um, all things corona-related. Thank the Pope or the powers that be or the universe or whoever it is that you pray to or believe in. <laughs> and so there are some off-limit words for this episode. If you utter the words from, from when we say, and it begins now, um, if you utter the words Corona, COVID, COVID-19, quarantine, I don't know if you want to add anything. Uh, I suppose we could say pandemic. Pandemic, <laughs> yes. Um, are we allowed to say lockdown? <laughs> no, that's a good one. No more lockdown, nothing. So you've got to choose your words carefully. And if you have to say it or if you slip up, then I'm going to have to deduct a point and play you this annoying sound. Okay. Okay, cool. Done. Swift departure, guys. And we're leaving in three, two, one. That's it. Those words are off limits. And um, I want to know, how are you and how are you bombing at momming? I would say that I am juggling a million balls and I am surviving my current situation. <laughs> Good. Uh-huh. I'm surviving my current situation just just surviving um i my biggest bombing at momming that i can say is that i managed to bake shortbread biscuits for the first time in my life and they were not an enormous flop 
So that's they my bombing amazing. economy. They looked They look great. They were delicious. They were delicious. And listen, you're not alone enough. So just fill our listeners in on your current situation. Yeah, I don't feel like I'm alone enough. We often discuss this, but I um everybody's always up in my business and in my by my business I mean my body my space my face my everything if my children could climb inside my body they would so lately I have to get into my big king-size bed with the both of them and read them a bedtime story because they don't want dad and last night I had the added benefit of Jess insisting on seeing my boobs um, I had to, to take them out of my top and so that she could kiss both of them. So <laughs> I'm just like, some, can I just be alone? I just want to be left alone. <laughs> yeah. We were speaking Nana about like being touched out and, and whatnot. And I was saying how some of my single friends are, f- they are like spending time with family and whatever, and they feeling touched out and overwhelmed by the people around them. And I really have to practice a lot of restraint to not be like, you don't fucking know, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that said, during this time we find ourselves in. Nice one. <laughs> Good I, dodge over there. I think you and I are having a crazy freaky Friday moment. And that's that I'm f- actually feeling quite lonely in even though I've got my family with me, um, and that's Ray and Elijah, I'm feeling quite lonely and and we touched on this like a few weeks back, but it's gotten really bad. And that's that Ray is the hero of the moment and my child wants nothing to do with me. And I don't know what's worse. I I I know okay. that you can I know that you can like fantasize and imagine what it would be like but I can't safely like go for a nap or read a book or do my own thing and leave my poor husband with the kid that's like always attached to him and not like help out with at least housework or or cook them food or do something or relieve him but every time I do try to relieve him of you know daddy duty I get brutally rebuffed by my child who literally I said to Elijah last night I was like must mommy go away I was like just can I go on a trip because you don't really seem to like me right now and he concurred and he's like no I love daddy I want daddy and I've got it really especially I think all of our senses senses right now are quite heightened and mm. our sensitivities and my feelings are really hurt by my three-year-old. <laughs> and I have to remind myself that he's a three-year-old and that for the longest time, he wanted nothing to do with Ray. And he wanted mommy, mm. mommy, mommy, mommy. And now I know what dads feel like in the newborn stage. Or yeah. what Red might feel like now. That mm. like these kids want nothing to do with me. Like I spawned you. I think about you all the time. I pack your activity bag every night with love. I think of new things for you to do. I think of different things to bake and cook for you, which I'm doing non-freaking-stop. And you don't want anything to do with me. I can't put him to sleep. I can't bath him. Um, he doesn't want me to play with him. Nothing. And it's just, yo, it's taken a lot of 
I've had to really dig deep to not like burst into tears over it, to be honest. Yeah, to like be really offended by it. Yeah. So that's my current situation. Raise the flavor of the month. And like that's that's nice for him. But now when your family like needs to really like be together and have special quality moments, I'm being axed out by my kid and it's not fun. Oh, I'm sorry you feel that way. I, look, I have a million things I could tell you to be like, no, but look at it this way. No, 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 no. It's not, there's no point in me telling you this because that's just how you feel, and yeah. you need to you need to live through that. Unfortunately, it is what it is. I I do think though I'm gonna give myself props, and my bombing at momming is that mm. I may have escaped my bad baker curse. Good. I I've always thought that that's just you. <laughs> Just don't put that on yourself because you're fine with baking. I And I think it's because I've got time now. There are mm. no time pressures. I don't need to like pick up the kid by this time. or You're not rushing to get something done or, or in the oven at a certain time or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I've had a bit more time and it's been quite nice to to spend some time kind of perfecting that. And, you know, the whole thing about baking and cooking and that is that when you do something, um, then you make a mistake. And then you, if you do it again, you know what you did wrong. And you mm, can, mm. So now I'm just like, ha, huh, next time I won't do that. And that happened to me today. Um, <laughs> I saw something on, on blogger Kajil of all trades. Her name's Kajal. Mm. Um, I hope that's how you say your name, Kajal. <laughs> I'll be super embarrassed if it's not, and she'll probably laugh her ass off at me for saying that. But she posted something that, like, I had all the ingredients in my cupboard. Today she posted, like, a sweet uh, sweet corn fritters, sweet corn and spinach fritters, and I had no yeah. idea what to do for supper. So I was like, cool, I'm doing this. And I, I was, she had just posted it, and I was like, I'm going to do it immediately, like now, and I'm going to make it with the random bourrevors that I <laughs> put out for dinner. And I made it, and because I'm like a happy-go-lucky mixer, I mixed it way too much. Oy. And so it's, you're supposed to mix it like by hand, but I mixed it with my trusty brawn. And oh, so my goodness. They became green. They, were, they tasted great, but they were <laughs> green. <laughs> <laughs> so it's one of those things that I'm just like, I said to Kajal, I'm like, thank you for this recipe. I obviously should not have used a mixer. I should have used my hand. Um, good old elbow grease, you know. And next time I make sweet corn fritters, I will not uh, be using the mixer if I put spinach in there because everything goes green. So, But uh, I also saw your chocolate, was it chocolate slapjack? Yes. Oh, they looked amazing. And well done on the Thank styling you. of the of the whole business there. I love the styling <laughs> of it. The way you you finally assembled the dish at the end. I I've been watching Top Chef Junior. Nice. <laughs> and, and channeling my inner chef. So if anything, <laughs> this time that we find ourselves in <laughs> is bringing out my inner chef. Good for you. Good for you. Okay, so seeing as this particular topic is off limits, as we've said, I've decided to go completely left afield with this episode and I've been really racking my brain to think like, what can we cover? Because it's a bit tricky to chat parenting. It's a bit tricky to chat 
like breastfeeding or um you know weaning or discipline or you know all about what we would normally do or you know it's coming up to April we were supposed to do like a huge focus on autism awareness it's tricky to do it without considering current world history so I thought in this episode what we could simply do is get to know each other a little better Please remember, what we say on this podcast can only be considered the gospel on planets Sam and Charlene, respectively. Our kids and husbands can be assholes and angels at the same time. And only we're allowed to say so. And lastly, by virtue of the fact that we are women and it comes naturally to us, we reserve the right to change our minds and or contradict ourselves whenever we so choose. And we don't want to hear a damn thing about it. Hashtag no judges. Getting to know you, getting to know all about you, getting to like you, getting to hope you like me, getting to know you, putting it my way but nicely, you are precisely my cup of tea. You're my cup of tea, Charlene. Oh, wow. I miss my weekly cup of tea. I miss my weekly cup of tea, too. What a blast from the past. I'm so chuffed that you chose that song. (laughs) (laughs) I know. We should do more traditional musical stuff. We should do a whole podcast on it. Yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. So, in keeping with this episode's strict departure from reality, we've set sail. And I thought that we'd do something out of the box. So even though we both tend to wear our hearts on our sleeves, right? And we share a lot about ourselves, like a lot, possibly too much. Yeah. Um, there might be some things, perhaps, that people don't know about us or that we don't know about each other. Okay. Uh, listen, I have to tell you this. This is hard for me because <laughs> I am a blabbermouth. I blabber about myself and my life all the time and I hope our listeners find this interesting from well find my life interesting I don't know if they want to know these things about me well look I I did say like they probably won't find it super interesting because we're not like super celebs we might think that we are but we're not interesting we're not really interesting people (laughs) we're just like blah moms who bitch about it about parenting like I don't really know what else we have to add or that you know what the fact that oh that was a good one I should have used that the fact that my shoe size you know increased after I gave birth nobody really like who cares but I don't know it's you know what it would have done it would have gotten everybody's minds off of you know what for at least five minutes exactly so yeah and also if if anything I suppose we're just it proves once again that we're just human and we're just battling this damn parenting situation like every other mom out there. Exactly. So, okay, do you want to start or should I? Because I've asked you to come up with 10 things that I might not know about you or that people in general might not necessarily know about you and I've done the same. Who, who's starting? Should I go first? You go, yeah, you go, you go. Okay. Number one, I do not like picnics. <laughs> well, Sam, 
you did go to a picnic with a fucking Nando's meal. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't do well, picnics you well. <laughs> so um, that, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> it's like, you know what? It's like finger foods that like you never feel full, but you only eat junk. People okay. always bring too much sweet stuff and not enough healthy stuff because it's effort to pack the healthy stuff. And then people think it's all romantic and stuff, even with families, and it's like cool, nice memories, and they're always taking photos. But have you ever seen pictures of yourself sitting at a picnic? Uh, yes. I always look awful. I'm hunched over, my posture is uh-huh. awful, or I'm lying down or whatever. And because it's a picnic and you're there to eat, I've always got food shoving, like I'm always shoving food in my face. I hate picnics and that's why. Give me okay. maybe a table with like the efforts of like proper food and whatever. I think it's like camping. If you've kitted out, then maybe I'll go for it. But just like throwing a blanket down on the floor. And also then just don't bring a fucking camera out because it is not a good look on me. <laughs> okay. Picnic off limits. Sorry about Joshua's third birthday. <laughs> Won't do that again. Won't do that to you again. I think a lot of my friends are going to be like, I'm sorry I made you do that that one time. <laughs> uh, number two, secretly, I wanted Elijah to be a twin. I did not know that. Yeah. I, do you have twins in your family and in yours already? I, I do. My, and I don't know if this counts. People, people who like have had twins or like super close to them would know. But my dad um, had siblings who were twins. And they wow. passed away, unfortunately, at six months, which is really sad. And they, oh. But then they weren't identical twins. So I don't know. Like genetically, I don't know how it works. But mm. then it would have skipped a generation, and that that much I know. So, is it yeah, like, is it like balding? Know. Like, don't you skip a generation? I don't know, and I, I also don't know if it if it gets passed down from the dad's side or the mom's side. I don't know. There's some I've heard some some theory about that, but I don't know what. Yeah, it so is. I always thought, and then like pull the plaster with the first kid, right? Because you don't know what you're in for. So if you have mm. twins first time round, then it's not so hard. Whereas if I had to have twins now, I'd be crying for days. Mm. You know, it would be hard because I know what I'm in for times two. Um, yeah. Number three, I don't know if you know this about me, but I lived in Texas for a year when I was 15. I might have mentioned it. I do know that about you. I, I, I was surprised when I heard it the first time. But yeah, that's pretty cool. So a lot of listeners might not know that. I was an exchange student. And one day, I'll write my memoir and tell you all about it. <laughs> it, was a, it made for an exciting year and was quite eye-opening in terms of the way South Africans look at people from the U.S. I have to say that. I can imagine. So I, I've always wanted to go to Texas. What an, what an adventure that must have been. Look, when they say everything is bigger in Texas, everything is bigger. Everything. Like it's things are larger than life in that place. So like the food and the bugs and the people and the land and the buildings and everything. It's just I've I've got a special I still have a special spot in my heart for Texas, but I'm not gonna lie and say it was the easiest year and yeah, at fifteen I think I, I came across as very mature for my age and 
I think if we had to go back in time, my parents probably would not allow me to go. And really? I would go back in time and be like, Sam, you're too young for this. Don't do it. That's crazy. Yeah. But I, I do also think it made me the person that I am. And that leads me to actually number four. And mm-hmm. I might have, this might also be cheating because I might have mentioned this on our body image episode, come to think of it. But I struggled with really, really bad acne as a teen. And the thing that I think most people don't know is that I, I really think it played a part in humbling me quite a bit as a person. I didn't know that. I don't think you did mention it really? in, the, in the body uh, image episode. Yeah, so that, I mean, when it comes to body image, like, we spoke about weight a lot. I think that's why. So I really, it it was bad. And it was only after having Elijah that my skin actually cleared up properly. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm not going to, I'm coming down from a cold. So there will not be a performance tonight. Unless you would (laughs) like to perform, Charlene. (laughs) <laughs> the only full song that I know from start to finish and that's not a nursery rhyme um, and that I can sing by heart without looking at the words or like being prompted by the song is part of your world from the Little Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> I it, That's so funny. I did not know that about you because that is one of my favorite songs, most favorite songs, that since I was a little girl I used to practice Yes. to sing it and I haven't sung it in such a long time I realized the other day I've actually when I played it on YouTube to sing along with it for Joshua he was not enthused <laughs> I um I've forgotten most of the lyrics no. so I'm, yes I'm so surprised that you that you know that song that's that's where I can help you out I cool. know that song word for word and all the movements I only, I only know and even all the movements no, man. oh my god I can act it out for you <laughs> that's, cool. that's cool we'll have to do that one day when we've had copious amounts of alcohol i think so like maybe that should be our karaoke duet mm, good plan yeah all right um number six i have mm-hmm. a teacher's licentiate which is probably not valid anymore but i still achieved it um in modern dance nice i did know this about you you did you see yeah. this is tricky <laughs> we know a lot about each other. Yes. Well, not everybody might know that. I wanted to say I wasn't very active. That's where that came from, is I wasn't very active until after school, but that was also mm. a lie. That said, all I did was dance. I didn't start running or gymming or doing any other sports until after school because I was only dancing. Okay. Yeah. So number seven is I didn't know how to do laundry until I moved in with Ray. I was 24. <laughs> Who did your laundry while you lived in Texas? Um, she's good question. I think my host mom. Wow. Yeah. Come to think of it. I think my, yeah, my host mom would have done it. And, and growing up, did you never like... Ask your mom, mom, why do you do it like that? Or how does this work? Because my mom, you know, uh, didn't, not to, you know, speak badly of her, because I don't mean that, but I don't, she knows how to do laundry, obviously, but we just always had help in the house. Oh, right, yeah. Like, always. And my parents never gave us chores. We never had to make our own beds. 
We never had to wash floors. We never had to... So I was proper, just a spoiled brat. And it's not like when I moved in with Ray, I was like, I don't do that. I was just like, I don't know. How, did how you does know? this work? Yeah. <laughs> and Ray had to teach me how to use the washing machine. And I had to... So that's also why I'm not the greatest baker or chef or whatever because I had to also learn to I had to teach myself everything <laughs> cleaning house That's and so cooking cute. and so yeah <laughs> la- but laundry was a big thing that I'm just like how do I not know how to do this and it felt like rocket science to me for the longest time until I convinced myself like Sam it's really not it can't be that difficult it's laundry you know it's washing your clothes yes yeah okay number eight That's so cute actually <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to be judged harshly. Remember the show, guys, no judges. Hashtag no judges. I can't help that. I don't know how to do laundry. I don't think so. Who's going to judge you? I mean, you know the fucking lyrics to the Little Mermaid song. <laughs> right. No one can judge you. Got some redeeming <laughs> qualities. Exactly. <laughs> number eight, number eight is um, I hate milk. I know that you don't drink milk. I don't know that you hate it. I really hate, I hate milk. I've, as a so kid, you will never like drink a glass of milk? No, sis. No. No milkshake? No. And even as a kid, I really did not, never got excited about milkshakes. But you like ice cream? I do like ice cream, but I can live without ice cream. I'm not... I can definitely live without ice cream. It's not You super, like cheese? I like cheese. And I've only grown to like more dairy products, yogurt, cheese and that like probably in the last couple of years. But when it comes to milk, like strict milk, you know, um, yeah, just at like the meat bottle milk. or whatever. Or, uh, no. And funny because one time for work when I was still uh, at my old job, I had to go do a profile or like a story on the new processes at the Clover factory Dairy. in PE. Uh. And so they flew all of these journalists in to come and look at the premises and to like look at their processes. And that whole place smells like milk. Yeah, but I must say, having been in a dairy factory, it's not a pleasant smell. No. So I. Not sexy. It was not a a pleasant experience. And I really just. I I don't have a special place in my heart for for milk. (laughs) Um, Okay, that's interesting. Number nine is that I used to hate cats. I used to be a strict dog person. But, like, I, I knew you weren't always a cat person. I didn't know, like, you hated them. I hated them. I really didn't like them. They had zero personality. They were, like, tempestuous and rude and <laughs> picky. They weren't lo- as lovable as dogs. And I just found that they didn't have as much personality as dogs. I found mm, I found mm. cats pointless, especially because you couldn't just cuddle them like you can cuddle dogs. And but I think that until you until you own a cat, exactly. then you Yeah. So I got my first cat uh I think just before Ray and I got married. And then it's How did you end up getting a cat if you didn't my mom got one for me for my birthday. And I think it's because I really wanted a pet, but I lived in a flat. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm even sorry, though I, I really didn't like, generous. yeah, I really didn't like cats. But I was like, you know what? Um, 
I want a pet, but I live in a <laughs> flat, so I can't have a dog. And <laughs> that was that. And the rest is history. Okay. I love cats and I can probably do without dogs, much to my parents' dismay because they think that Elijah's missing out, or my dad especially thinks that Elijah's missing out on a key part of his childhood by not having um, a dog in his life right It'll be now. just fine. It'll be just fine. <laughs> okay, rounding up my super interesting things you don't know about me. I wanted to, I wanted to say I've never smoked weed, but you know this about me. <laughs> I've never gotten super like blind out drunk. I mean, <laughs> I've drank too much and I've been drunk and I've been very drunk, but I've never had like blackouts and I've never like uh-huh. lost feeling in my legs. But I, <laughs> I think that knowing my personality, it's not much of a surprise because I am so vanilla. <laughs> so what I put as my last point was I'm not as confident as I seem to be. And I okay. think... I think a lot of people uh, have the perception that I'm confident, but I think few people actually know how much I doubt myself every second of the day, which is getting mm. better and I'm working at it. But yeah, that rounds up 10 things that people wouldn't necessarily know about me. <laughs> I found that very interesting. Thank you. I'm surprised. I, I actually knew more on that list than I thought I would. Yeah, I like that. I like that you know me better than I think that you know me. <laughs> All right. Okay, then I suppose you probably know most of these about me as well. I don't know. But um, th- the intro song that you played reminded me of one, and I was missing one, so you have 10. So Yay. I love Julie Andrews, and I have seen The Sound of Music about – 50 times. In fact, I lost count. <laughs> That's how many times I, I have seen that movie. It's one of my all-time favorite movies, The Sound that. of Music. I love that. Okay. Then I am actually a very insecure and often very jealous person. Do you think... I don't know if you know this about me. <laughs> do you think the louder people are, the more insecurities they have? I don't necessarily think so because if I had to, I don't, I don't know. Maybe that is a thing. Maybe that is why I am the way I am, but I don't, I suppose you would, you would imagine that they're loud and boisterous as a cover for, for how insecure they are feeling. Actually, that's not to hide that I'm insecure. I'm just that way because. I don't know. I can't hold shit in. It, oh. I'm just the dead. It has to get out of me. <laughs> it's it just the way out. I am. <laughs> I don't. Um, I also. I'm not particularly fussed about hiding that I'm. I'm insecure. I think my insecurity stems from uh, childhood stuff. Yeah. Look, I. I like actually that. You, you do wear your heart on your sleeve and that I know what you're feeling, even if it's you showing your insecurities or you're just like, oh, I'm not sure about this or I'm having a hard time with that. Because the people that I feel most uncomfortable with a lot of the time are the quiet, confident ones. Mm. You know the people who will sit in a situation and just sit back and not say anything? And mm. I always look at those people in the crowd and be like, what are you thinking? What are you, <laughs> what are you thinking? And I always feel like I said something stupid or they're judging me or they're smarter than everybody else in the room and they know it and 
So I appreciate people who don't like you, who don't make <laughs> me feel like, oh my God, what is she thinking? At least I, I know what you're thinking. Guessing. Yeah, you don't keep me guessing, exactly. <laughs> yeah, let's just say I don't leave much uh, for the imagination. And <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know this about me. Well, I don't know. Actually, maybe you won't. I nod and shake my head when I watch television and I, I mouth the dialogue with the characters. <laughs> Even though I don't know the dialogue, my lips move when I'm really engrossed in like dialogue on TV. I, <laughs> my lips start moving. It's like you're talking and, to them. You're joining and, the conversation. Like, <laughs> I, I, I literally sit there like, I'll watch This Is Us and there'll be like an intense conversation and Rick will sit next to me on the couch and he'll just start giggling. And it's because I'm like in this combo and I'm like like nodding my head and like moving my lips as though I'm talking with them. I did not know that about you, but that is so cute. I love that. It's very stupid. I'm embarrassed <laughs> about it. <laughs> it is what I do. Um, I, I have a tattoo is my next one. <sighs> Wait, I don't know this about you. <laughs> I do. I have a very small, weird, insignificant tattoo that is only half of a shape that I chose off a sheet because I didn't want to, I really wanted a tattoo, but I didn't want anything that meant anything. So firstly, I was worried that if I tattoo like some kind of tribal sign or something on my body and I don't know the real meaning of it, then I'm like putting this mark on my body and it maybe means that like it's the mark of the slut or something <laughs> and then and then like I involuntarily become this promiscuous slutty person <laughs> because I, because I've now put this tattoo on my body <laughs> and frequent um, tattoos everywhere are laughing and laughing <laughs> I was young okay when I got the tattoo so, okay what is the and shape and where is it it's on my right um not my hip, my black like web, just to the side of my pelvic bone where your bikini would sit. It's really low enough for a bikini to cover it. But if you wear one of those really skimpy bikinis, like when you're young, the ones you do when you're young and you have a nice body, yeah. then it's, it's just on the bikini line. So it looks as though it's something peeking out of my bikini, like a little flower or a, like an edge of a something, but it's, that's where it ends. Like it actually works out quite cute because it, if you look at it, it almost seems as though you want to pull the bikini down uh, to see where the rest of it is, and then there's just nothing. It's just this little odd squiggle. I love <laughs> I, it. I didn't want anything that meant anything that I might in twenty or thirty years not be emotionally attached to either. Yeah. Then look at it and be like, why did I put this on my body? Like now I, I'm in a different space in my life, and I'm not attached to that. That thought or feeling anymore so yeah I needed it to just be nothing would you so get whenever another I get, one yes I definitely I want to get two more um at least at least two more I'll do that soon huh. <laughs> yeah okay next I but I think this is the thing with most girls I pack at least like 10 to 15 different outfits if I am going away for just like two days I I just I think it goes hand in hand with another one of my items that's on here, um, and I'll skip to it. Is about I hate not having a choice. Yeah. So that's my other thing on the list of ten. Um, if I pack, 
I worry that when I get to the destination, the outfit that I packed for that day, I might not feel like where, like if you, you go for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so this will be my pajamas and then Friday to dinner I'll wear this and during the day I'll wear that. What if I, if I, that day arrives and like, I don't feel like wearing yeah. that outfit. You're right. <laughs> I think I'm it is a good thing. I'm like that as well. And, and I'll tell you what, like when I went to camps and stuff like that, or if I, especially if I go away with my in-laws or whatever, there's always someone who has something to say about the size of my bag. And it was only like when I was in my 30s that I was just like, I'm a woman and I will always have a big bag and just actually deal with it now. Done. And I want to, I want to try on different outfits. Yeah. So you want to feel, you know, you, you don't know what you're going to feel like that day. You might feel like a dress, you might feel like jeans, you might feel like shorts. So I, I pack a million outfits if I'm just going away for four days. That's fine. So maybe that's not such an interesting one. Um. I, 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 I like it, I have to say. I like it because I feel vindicated. You see, Charlene also <laughs> does it. Vindication! <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I am terrified of water that you can't see, like a, a, a body of water that you can't see through or into. So I don't swim in a dam or in the sea unless it's like an island Unless where the like, ocean is very clear. Yeah. Like, I want to see the fish and the stuff so that I can avoid them when they're there. Even if they, even if like critters and hookahs scare me, but if I can see them under the water, then I'm, I'm okay. Oh, no. So, yeah, I don't, you see, I don't actually want to see what's down there. Don't show me. <laughs> if I can even see fish, I'm just like, I'm not putting my feet in there. But if I can just not be aware of it. <laughs> oh, God, no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. The, I need to know. It's the same as like having a choice. If yeah. I know what I'm up against, I can deal with it. <laughs> um, I am, how old am I now? I will be 38 years old when? Next week or the Next following week. week. Yeah. And I am terrified of the dark. Like, I can't even go out onto my patio in the evening. I can't walk from my front door to my car to quickly fetch something. I can't go into my bedroom if the light is off. Like, I'll, I'll like sneak into my bedroom and reach for the light, turn the light on, and then go into my bedroom. That's how scared of the dark I am. You know what I'm thinking listening to this is, is that if there are any psychologists listening, they're having a field day without this. Yeah, they must be like, ooh, <laughs> psychoanalyzing me. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so I don't, know, I don't know if that goes hand in hand with my insecurities and that kind of thing. Or, the, but, or yeah, like I, the fear of the unknown and that you hate mm. not having a choice. Yeah. You know, yeah, I want to be in control. Exactly. Yeah. I'm totally scared of the dog. I, again, think you know this about, about me, but I was engaged to be married twice before I met my husband. We had a very juicy recording sesh one day where it was completely off the record, but I think we spoke longer than our recording just so you could fill me in on your past. About, like yes. Life. Which I love yeah. because it's much more interesting than mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so and I, I don't talk about that a lot because I'm embarrassed about it. Not because 
it's something to be embarrassed about. I just think that I suppose I feel that I said yes to those proposals, believing in my heart of hearts that it was the right thing for me, but I was too naive to realize that it wasn't. And so, because it's such an important thing to me, that commitment, I feel embarrassed about having done it so many times before actually finding my husband. And what I felt very guilty about when I met Rhett was that that's kind of like spoiled for him now because this woman's been proposed to before, Uh, you know. So I felt sad about that. But, you know, life takes these turns with you for a reason. So, yeah. You know what's a nice silver lining is that when your kids come to you to ask you about, like, love advice, you'll have some experience behind you, you know. Like, Mom, how did you know Dad was the right – was the one for you or how – and what can I say? I'd be like, I don't know any better. <laughs> he was just always there. I've known him for more than half my life. And it's sure it's a romantic story, but like I've got nothing to offer. I've got no like, I didn't know. I'm just like, it, I lucked out, I guess. It worked out in the end. For you, you can have something to tell your kids, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I suppose, I don't know. I'm also a hopeless romantic. So I suppose the fact that I the reason my life took the those turns was because I was still getting to know myself as an individual and I didn't really know enough about myself to to make those choices with a with the right viewpoint or a different not that my viewpoint was wrong, but maybe I would have been it would have been more clear to me that those weren't the right choices for me. Um, at the time, I don't regret it because I I needed to to walk those paths in order to become the person I am today and to understand what I want out of life and need from a partner. Right, all life experience. It's true, yeah. Just it all adds up to who you are experience. today. Exactly. And then my last one, I guess, uh, which goes hand in hand with most of the other things I have on here, is that I don't do well in the outdoors like red red i am a total satyopi like we went camping in sedwana one year just shortly after red and i started dating and i don't know if anybody's ever been to sedwana but it's quite fucking rough out there it's it's like big grills will survive in a place like that. And um, we literally just went with, we didn't even go to a caravan. We just went with a tent. And growing up, we camped quite a bit. But there are snakes and massive spiders. And you're literally just like living in the bush. It's like not a Artyaka fear resort. Like you camp on grass and there's like, a nice designated space for you and there's monkeys and you have like there were ablutions that we could go to but (laughs) I made Rhett drive me from our campsite to the ablution to drop me right in front of the bathroom so I could hop out onto like a little sidewalk that was paved (laughs) so that I wouldn't have to walk in the sand after I had a shower <laughs> and then I'd hop back in my car and he'd have to drive me back to where our tent was and then I'd like literally hop out straight into our tent <laughs> so that I wouldn't have to get dirty so yeah that 
that's me. I don't do well in the outdoors. I've, I've gotten better as the years have gone by. One year, I remember we went camping with family and I, for the first day, sat inside the tent, but I had FOMO. I have a photo of it. So the tent was zipped up to just so that my head could stick out the door ways so I could see everybody and what they were doing and joining the conversation but that's how bad I am you city slicker you <laughs> yeah I'm not, I'm not good with with outdoors I love it well look um I I think what we should do is just ask our friends random questions all the time so that we I know this, this shit but you and I do though we like we like have I ever told you about this oh my god that's yeah. a story and then we that is why our recording sessions Last for longer than the hour that we actually record. Yes. Like Ray asks yes. me all the time. Or like, and Rhett will be like, I'm sure you're done recording now. And you'll be like, babe, we haven't even started. We haven't right? even started. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know. Bad. I, I, I guess. that we should, we should all be, be more like Sam and Charlene, guys. We talk a lot. Yeah. And you know what I just thought about now? And I realized that... Um, a while ago, you and I went to that event, and afterwards we went out for uh, drinks. Yes. And I told you about that, how often I have major embarrassing moments. Oh, so, yes. That yeah, was a fun I, story. I, I am a, I'm a total class. I'm very clumsy, and I embarrassing things happen to me all the time. I And I just thought about it now. We could do a full-on episode just on embarrassing just shit on, that has happened to me. <laughs> moments that keep you awake at night. Like, oh, my God, I just remembered 15 years ago this happened. This happened to me. Yes. Okay, look, on this, on this note, I actually have someone lined up who we can ask more random questions in in just this fashion, okay? Mm-hmm. Because we have a guest, and I'm super excited to introduce him. Charlene, you know I love saying this, but our next guest needs no introduction. And yes, I have a feeling there's going to be an introduction, Sam. And you would be right. <laughs> Guys, our guest today is full on our people. Only he's a dude. But he's got the TGE ethos down pat. That's right. Terence Mentor has created a space for dads and moms who know that parenting can give you all the feels. In his words, parenting can be fantastic, wonderful and beautiful, but exhausting, frustrating and awful all at the same time. (laughs) And just like us, T-Man goes into detail about all the parenting ups and downs in his blog, his vlog, and his podcast, Afrodaddy. And we're so happy to finally have him join us on The Great Equalizer. Welcome, Welcome, Afrodaddy. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Charlene. Thank you for having me on. Terrence, this this has been like a super long time coming. We keep threatening, we keep threatening, (laughs) and I think... The world, like, you know, s- started in a pandemic so that it could throw us all <laughs> so into, this, yeah. into <laughs> the three the of us could get together. But, well, we're all Skyping with our podcast anyway. So since it's as easy to chat to Charlene and Joburg as it is to chat to Terrence in Cape Town, let's just do it this way. Exactly. So, um, okay, even though we already know lots about you, for consistency's sake, um, I'm going to ask you what we ask all our guests, and that's, Okay, in your case, who calls you dad? Oh, man. Um, Liam 
Uh, Liam Subalela Mentor and Eli Jack Mentor. Liam is six and Eli is four and three quarters. I have to say the three quarters because I get in trouble every time I don't. <laughs> um, yeah, they're my two boys. Uh, they're, the, they're my, my kiddos. And you're missing a fur baby. I know you have one. Oh, no. We, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm getting in trouble now. Uh, we have two fur babies. We have the one that I really like and the one that I really like just a little bit less. If that's <laughs> um, we have a cat, Luna, who's adorable and sweet and doesn't get in the way. And we have a dog, Daisy, who's adorable and sweet and gets in the way <laughs> a lot. And you have a beautiful wife, Julie, who I've got such a girl crush on. She is amazing. Yeah. I mean, I do all of this blogging stuff and content creating and putting my face out there. And I'll be in public and people will be like, hey, you're Terrence. And I'm like, oh, you've seen Afro Daddy. But 90% of the time, it's like, you're Julie's husband. Snap. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. My wife is, my wife is badass. So, but that's fine. She, uh, she does very good work and very important work. So I'm happy to be known as Julie's husband. Oh, well, you can send, send her our love when, you, um, when we relieve you of your duties. We, um, oh, yeah. we, we love ourselves a bit of Julie. That's, she's like one of, not the, but one of the best parts of the Ask Aphrodite podcast. <laughs> I definitely agree. Actually, I need to convince to get on more. Yes, man, do it. So cool, calm, and collected. Like, it, just to the sound of her voice, it always seems like she's really just nothing can rattle or phase her. Um, she would be okay with me saying that's not true, but um, <laughs> she is very, she's, she's very good at collecting herself when need be. She's definitely the person, when there's a crisis, you want her there because she's very calm when things need to get done. Um, and then she has like the anxiety attack and the, and the, you know, the, the fallout like later on when it's okay. She's, she's very like, I will deal with this situation. I'll make sure everyone's okay. And then I'll go away and cry on my husband's shoulder for a bit, which is fun. I like it. Julie, your mom goes. <laughs> okay. Listen, I'm, I'm, it's a bit off topic, but I'm curious about the genesis of Aphrodite. And this is because Aphrodite was such a key part of the genesis of the Great Equalizer in that, hmm. and you don't know this, do you? No, I don't. I'm like, hmm, oh no, like, what, what have I done now? <laughs> what's, what's the first thing when you're just like, I have this great idea. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I, um, I really would like something like what I listen to, but for moms in South Africa, is there a parenting podcast in South Africa? So I take to Google and who do I find? But you, Terrence, Aphrodite. And um, so, I mean, you were my introduction to local parenting podcasting and kind of the barometer was set there and then. I mean, you've, you, you kind of blazed the trail for us. So. Well, that's good because I, I set a very low bar, and you guys have <laughs> very much surpassed it. So, oh, man. So if, actually, I, no, I, you, should, you should give yourself more. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Agree. It drives my wife crazy. I'm very bad at giving myself credit. But I am happy to be the springboard for, for people like yourselves to do great work like you guys are doing. So that's, that's good. That makes me feel feel happy to know that. But um, yeah, so basically Aphrodite started as a, a YouTube channel five years ago um, because I was a dad. I was a dad for a year and I just felt disconnected from 
conversations about fatherhood. Um, and so I was at the time working for a media company. They didn't really want to do anything about it. So I just thought, you know what, I'll buy a cheap camera. I'll put on a tripod and see what I can do. Um, those were all terrible. <laughs> so just the first, the first hundred videos are terrible and the next hundred are starting to get, starting to get a bit better, I guess. Um, but um, after doing the videos for, for a while, I uh, made a blog. And after doing the blog for a while, I, I kind of, I've always loved radio. I, I love this medium of talking over a microphone to a person and connecting with them this way. Um, I really missed it. So I got my, um, my cell phone and my wife and we started the podcast. And it's kind of evolved from there. So that's podcast has been going for, I want to say, about a year and a half, two years, somewhere around there. We, we, we don't release as many episodes as you guys do because I'm, I'm lazy. No, <laughs> um, but you're doing but all the things. You're vlogging and writing. Yeah, so I do wonder if that's a mistake. Like <laughs> every time I, I rush to get a video and a podcast and a blog post out in the same week, I'm like, should I just do one thing properly as opposed to three things badly? And in the end, I'm like, no, actually, I enjoy all of it. Like, whatever way I can create content, I, I enjoy it. So I'm not going to stop because it's fun. I was just going to say that. As long as you enjoy it because you're creating something, it's about creating, never stop creating art, essentially, because what you're doing is creating art. It's just a different form of art, and it is what you enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, calling it art might be a bit, um, <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, okay, I'll say it's my, it's my way of expressing myself. So. Exactly. So that's, yeah. that's what I'm trying to, yeah. to say to you. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm just being difficult, but, um, yeah, so <laughs> it, it is, it's, it's my hobby. It's the way I express myself, um, which is great also because that means that if I don't get a lot of views on a, on a, on a thing or if people haven't responded to it, I'm not super anxious about that because, I don't really care about the numbers. It's great. It's great that other people are listening and reading and watching. But if they're not, it's fine because it's the, the process of making it gives me a lot of joy as well. So. Yeah, we feel that. Um, T, okay. So this episode, Charlene and I are getting to know each other again. Um, we've. Oh, yeah. that's so sweet. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> we um we made uh, certain keywords that have been trending, um, you know, a across the interwebs of late. Let's say over the past three or so weeks, maybe even month, we've made them swear words for this episode. Um, so there's this annoying sound if you say those words, and I'm gonna say them just so you can hear the sound. If you say Corona or quarantine, <laughs> or COVID-19 once, then you have, to, you have to get a point against you and hear this sound. Oh, yeah. oh no. Okay. Corona, COVID-19. Oh, wait. Don't, Sorry. Don't, oh, don't do it. Don't do it. Okay, we haven't started yet. We haven't started yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I, I love this. I'm very competitive, so I'm going to win this game. <laughs> well, that's okay. So those are the. It's not going to be very hard because we're going to ask you some questions about yourself, and hopefully, you can talk about yourself outside of the status quo, right? right. Okay, so sure, I, I should be able to. Here's how the game's going to work, Charlene. Have you got your quick fire questions ready? I do. I do. Right. We're going to go ten, ten. I'll ask the first ten. You ask the next. I'm going to set this clock that I've got going um, for five minutes. Okay, so it's getting to know. 
Terence Mentor with like random questions in not 10 minutes. Did I say 10? I meant five. I think I think 10 will be super long. But um, we're going to ask. Five minutes. Yeah, you're doing 10 questions and then I'm doing 10. Yes. And then and then I'm going to put the timer on for five you're minutes. Perfect. Okay. I'm going to hit the timer, get my questions ready. Terence, you gotta you gotta go fast. Otherwise, we're gonna start we're gonna start like really speeding you up. So the pressure's on, yo. Okay, here we go. Okay, ready to go. Charlene, I'm gonna do the first ten, and then you go from eleven. Got it. Okay, okay. and the time starts now. Oh, I need my question. Sorry. Okay, do you texting or talking? Uh, uh, texting. Favorite day of the week? Oh, uh, Tuesday. Favorite city besides the one you live in? Oh, I do love Joburg, the people, not the city, though. Good. Nickname your parents used to call you? Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, okay, but <laughs> um, Terry or Ted, just. P-E-R. Okay. Last song that you downloaded or streamed? Uh, would be, oh no, oh, uh, it's, um, wait, I've got it here. This is, no, this is so much pressure. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> Tempo. Tempo by Lizzo. Tempo okay. by Lizzo. Nice. Um, would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? Rather every language in the world. Birds would be annoying to talk to, yeah. so every language. <laughs> Favorite holiday? Uh, uh, favorite holiday that I've ever had. Oh no, I don't go on holidays. Um, would probably be my honeymoon. We went to the Drakensberg. Nice. How long does it take you to get ready? Fifteen minutes. On a scale of one to ten, how good of a driver are you? Fifteen. I am amazing. I am the best driver in the city. <laughs> Fill in the blank. <laughs> Taylor Swift is what? Not my cup of tea. Ah, at what age do you want to retire? <laughs> um, well, I'm 35 now, so 35 would be great. But um, actually, uh, 65. Okay. Invisibility or super strength? Oh... Invisibility, so that my kids would leave me alone for like two or three minutes because they can't find me. <laughs> Is it wrong for a vegetarian to eat animal crackers? <laughs> um, yes, because just the thought of it should make them repulsed. <laughs> okay, scale of one to ten, how good are you at keeping secrets? Oh... I would say four and a half. If it's real, if it's, if it's real juicy, if it's real juicy, I, I have to tell people. Good. I'm a storyteller. I can't just keep a good story to myself. It's crazy. Wow. Okay. Uh, choose one: Ariel or Jasmine? Uh, Jasmine. The fish thing. Mm, not, not sure. First celebrity crush. Uh, Catherine Zeta Jones. Mm. Oh, good one. It's still, uh, still my big crush, but... <laughs> uh, dawn or dusk? Uh, dusk. 
Okay. If you could travel back in time, what period would you go to? Um, I would go back to, to, to 2000, the year 2000, when I was in grade 10, and I would tell 15-year-old parents to just calm down. Everything's going to be fine. Like, just chill out. <laughs> don't, don't change anything. Just calm down. It's fine. <laughs> You're going to be fine. You're going to get a job. You're going to get married. You're going to have great kids. Your life will be fine. <laughs> okay, do you do you snore? Um, I'm asleep, so I don't know. Uh, but my wife wakes me up every 10 minutes claiming that I'm snoring. So uh, I guess the answer is yes. We believe you, Julie. We believe okay. you. <laughs> uh, a place you would most want to travel to? Oh, um, uh, hmm. Where would I? Most my, oh, yeah, out of space. Out of space. <laughs> okay, favorite junk food? Uh, KFC. Your favorite childhood TV show? Oh, um, uh, the, the Batman cartoon, the original Batman cartoon. Favorite season? Of that, I don't know. I can't remember. Oh, not, not season of the show, you mean like... No, you know, yeah. uh, favorite season. Yeah. So next question. Quick fire, quick fire. Uh, win- sorry, sorry. Winter. Winter my favorite season. <laughs> what was your last Halloween or dress-up costume? Uh, I don't do dress-up. I hate dress-up, but I was dressed up as a, as a, as a medieval... Oh, no! Time is up. What oh, did you dress I up thought, as? I thought it was, uh, it was for a work photo shoot. I dressed up as a medieval sorcerer. It was very <laughs> weird. It was a very weird thing. You don't do dress up. But I, I, I would I never have pegged look, you for a non-dress up person. You know what it is? There's only, I mean, obviously your guests can't see me, but I, I'm called Aphrodite because I'm a dad with an afro. And this, <laughs> there aren't many... Costume, costume. That, yeah, that lends itself to. What about Sunny and Sure? Yes. Yeah, I could do like a lot of like seventy <laughs> stuff, I guess. Yes. But also, I don't know. I, I always felt that like I can have a good time without a reason. Like I don't need to go to a costume party. Like I can just go to a party. So I, I get why people enjoy dress up. So there's a lot of judgment on that. But I just, I'm like, Not for you. It like, it's just too much effort. Yeah, yeah, it's just too much effort. <laughs> So, Terence, there's one question we didn't get to that I'm just like, I asked Ray this last night and it was hilarious and I have to ask you. Yeah. So, last one, um, to end off our getting to know you um, questions mm. and that's if Kim Kardashian and Donald Trump were both drowning and you could only save one, who would it be? Oh. <laughs> Man. Okay, can I justify my answer? Yes. Okay, I would say Donald Trump. I, I, I can see your faces. Okay, That's can I what Ray said. Because, because, yeah, um, the, the fallout of someone like him in a position that he has uh, dying suddenly has, better, has bigger consequences for a larger range of people um, than Kim Kardashian. So, so I'm not a Trump supporter. Um, I personally don't know the man at all, but but from what is going to do the most harm, 
I, I, I think that would do the most harm. And I, man, I feel like I've lost like <laughs> all my listeners. People know it tuned out. People like stop the great equalizer. Like, eh, except for our US listeners. <laughs> I think that's a very good answer. It is there. a good answer. I actually ad- I admire how how quickly you could think at such in such depth because I'm just like now my emails go. I, oh wait, hold on, I can say that it's Bob. <laughs> <laughs> You're back on TG. I think, um, I, yeah, I, I got I got um, I was a, I'm the youngest child by quite a bit, so I've had to deal with a lot of like I was a kid trying to like minimize family fights, so I have like this. this diplomatic heart like what is the way to calm everyone down so i'm very quick on the draw with just calming calm decisions i think well good for you that was a good answer i must yeah. say i like I it think like, i wouldn't think like that i'm calling you the next time i'm panicked i think <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I would strongly not suggest that. Uh, you can call me and I'll pass the phone to my wife. <laughs> okay, I can deal with that too. <laughs> See, look, it's been an absolute pleasure to finally touch base. And this was all your idea. Thank you for, I mean, it's been like 20 or so minutes and we've our minds have like been reset. I think we've been, we've managed to just like think about something other than the current situation, which is always great. Thanks for getting us together. And for pulling us yeah, out well, of our for, hovels. We appreciate it. Well, yeah, thank you for having me on and for, for wanting to collaborate like this because um, it's a hard world out there and you need friends. So I appreciate you guys um, doing what you do, like just on your podcast, just having something to listen to that isn't my voice is great. And, <laughs> um, and being, you know, been willing to engage like this is, is awesome. So so this has been um, this has been awesome. Yeah, and you're right. It is good like to talk about stuff that isn't how the world is falling apart. That 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 felt good. Exactly, and you didn't yeah. even get a point it's against refreshing. me. <laughs> yes, I didn't say well quarantine, done. Corona, uh, COVID nineteen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. I like our departure episode. Yeah, I also enjoyed it. I wonder if we I should did. stop talking about parenting altogether and just talk <laughs> shit to, to take our minds off of everything. Listen, if, 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 I, if that could be my profession, just to talk shit all day, you know how I talk. Like, don't, <laughs> don't ask me twice. <laughs> so what's your bottom line from, from today? I guess the bottom line is that there's always something that you will learn about a person no matter how good you think you know them. There's always something interesting um, that you can learn about them. And so I guess to just keep asking the questions. Okay. I have a quick fire question for you. I'm cheating oh now because I went through a lot of them in preparation yes. for today's episode. Okay. So when people stand up for a standing ovation, are you usually one of the earlier people to stand up or one of the later? Earlier, I would think it depends. That on, it depends on the moment, but generally, I'm very like I get taken <laughs> by the moment very easily. So I'll be, I'll be up front and center. <laughs> I love it. I so what I learned from this episode. What would I? No, I'm one of the later ones. I'm just like I. Uh, 
guess that I get enthralled in in the show and I really like how I appreciate things and how I would appreciate a good show is to just sit and take it in and bask in whatever that final moment or that final song or whatever was and just sit and really appreciate like I'm the one who at the end of a good movie like really loves to listen to the music and watch the credits roll Mm. Mm. and so it's nothing personal against the performers but I'm just like, I was enjoying that. Do I really have to like put all my shit down and stand up? And then it's always awkward because the chairs are like flapping up and I've got like (laughs) my bag and the program and like whatever sweets or like a drink I have in my hand and I've got to like fumble around for it to stand up and clap. And I'm just like, they don't give a fuck whether I'm standing or not, but I'm going to look like a doer if I don't. So I'm one (laughs) of the later ones, definitely. (laughs) Oh, that's interesting. Listen, just by the way, they do care whether you're clapping or not. Having been on a stage and performing, every single person standing makes it worth it. Okay, that's good to know. (laughs) These my efforts will be worth it. I'll put all my (laughs) shit down for you performers next time, willingly. Even if you can't, even if you can't clap your hands properly, the fact that you're standing means something. So, guys, how about we keep talking, asking questions? If there's anything you want to know about us, hit us up. We always wear our hearts in our sleeves, and we'll tell you pretty much everything about us. I think. (laughs) Exactly, you know this. We want you to chat with us and weigh in on something, and just rant, cry, laugh, or. Do whatever you want to do. Share it with us. DM us a voice note on Instagram at the Great Equalizer Podcast, or you can record one on your phone, and then you can hit us up over email, thegreatequalizer.za at gmail.com. Yeah, guys, we're a captive audience right now, so hit us up, and we'll answer your mails. Also, feel free to tag us in your Instagram or Facebook posts um, or Twitter feed. Let us know. Yes. Um, with the hashtags hashtag bombing at bombing right now and for the foreseeable future there's no bad mom moments though they will be back because there are always bad mom moments but right now we're all good moms yes exactly and we didn't even have to ring the buzzer once in this episode Sam because we're just so happy to depart from current affairs (laughs) (laughs) your support is so important to us so whatever interaction and engagement we can have with you um, we really appreciate it you have no idea how much every like love share and comment means to us so please keep them coming and guys don't forget to review us on whatever platform you're listening on wherever you find your podcasts apple podcasts um cast box soundcloud spotify you name it we're on there and if we're not let us know and we'll make it so and so that's it for this week until next time keep your mom game strong For more on today's show, please head on over to our website at www.thegreatequalizerza.com or catch us on Instagram at The Great Equalizer Podcast or on Facebook. Want something a little more personal? Email us at thegreatequalizer.za at gmail.com and we'll get back to you.